Thank you, Lord. He's so good. Thankful. Thankful. Aren't you glad you know God's good? And, And you know what good is. You know, some people say God's good, but I don't think they know what good is. Right? And and if you know just a little good, you can know more good because he's way more good. He is gooder than you can ever imagine. And you'd have to just keep adding ER onto the end of that. and, And you'd never get away from it because he is so good. He is so kind. He is always looking for a way to get you something, something new, something better, something, just some more of him. If he, could just, if he could just reach out and pour some more of him into you every day, that's what he would desire. Amen? Amen? Because he knows it'd be good for us, and he knows then you'd go out and do good with the good you got. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles tonight. We'll start in 1 John 3, verse 1. Verse 1. You know, I was uh, looking at different things. You know, in the world today... You know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, in the news and everything else about identity. You know, there's there's a big deal about identity theft. You know, people trying to go online, get your information, and take actually who you are. You know, and they act like that's new. Right? But the devil's been doing it for years. Right? And And, and, and sometimes we are the ones that allow ourselves to be identified in one way or another. In other words, you're not just identified by your name sometimes. Sometimes you're identified by what you've done or or who you've been or what you're going through. Amen? I mean, sometimes, I mean, I know, you know, for me, I'm probably identified as pretty all the time. Kim's trophy husband, you know. All the time, I'm sure that's happening. Uh, but, But I'll just let you know, she's my trophy wife. Amen. But but we can be identified by so many things. And as Christians in the world today, we, we want to be identified as sons of God. We want to be identified as inheritors of His goodness. We want to be identified. And we don't want to let people identify us. We want to be identified. Amen. I, I, you know, because you got people all over the, oh, you're just one of those Bible thumpers. Okay. Right? All you talk about is Jesus. Okay. Right? A goody two-shoes, I hope. Right? I'd like to be. Working on it. Right? There's so many things that, that the world, because they don't know us. Well, in fact, I'll just read this verse because it, it actually put, brings that out. It says, Behold what manner of love. What manner of love. Has God bestowed any love on you recently? If he hasn't, you weren't looking. He's dumping it out all the time. He is love. So if he's revealed anything to you, it was love. Amen. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. When you're called the sons of God, you're identifying as a child of the, of the Almighty. You just identify. He's identifying you. He's giving you you, your identification. And when he does that, he's giving you more than a name. He's giving you the power and the authority of the name. Amen? He's giving you the right to have peace. Right? He's giving you the right to be happy and have joy, to be blessed. He's giving you the right to have everything he is in you. Amen? He's giving you the right to be healed. And it's not to get healed, it's to be healed. He's giving you the right to be whole, to be saved. He's giving, you know, we spend so much time as Christians, I was looking at this, um, trying to get, trying to get. We're trying to get healed, we're trying to get get something. We're, what, did you get this? Did you get, did, did you get your healing? No, you didn't get it, you beat it. Yeah. Right? And, and if you didn't feel like you got it, you still could be it. Because it's part of your identity. And see, what, what the devil has done is he's tried to take this and make it too hard to get to and, and put religion in it so that you can't, you know, well, sometimes God does, sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. And you could be one of those sons of God that believe that. 
and you'll never receive the right to be healed, even though the right was always there. Remember, it's the truth that you know that makes you free. It's the lie that you know that keeps you bound. Right? If truth makes you free, lies bind you up. Amen? And, and, and the lie so many times is how you've identified yourself, how you've allowed the world to identify you, how you've allowed your sin to identify you. Amen? I mean, you've got people that can't receive from God because of something they did 10 years ago. Then, then you don't believe in being a forgiven son of God because the way you became a son was you were forgiven. Right? You were forgiven of all your sins and you became a son of God. Amen? Look at... Uh, you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and you were forgiven and you became... Look at, uh, look at little John 1. The Gospel of John. I think the 1, 2, and 3 are actually the little Johns. They're not nearly as long as the Gospel of John. Think about John himself. How did he identify himself? And he did this over and over again. I, I'm the one that God. I'm the one that Jesus loves. Right? That you can you can identify yourself as a Christian. You know, you hear people say, you ask them how they're doing. They say, we're blessed and highly favored. You're identifying yourself. It's okay to say that. It's okay. Now, don't just say it by rote. Say it and mean it. Say it. Say it and know it. You are blessed. You are highly favored. God's put you in a place to receive from His richest and greatest. And, and, and the only thing that can keep us from it is us. It's not the enemy. He's, he's going to help you, but He's not who's keeping you from it. Amen? Our identi- how we identify us. You know, I've always told, told people, you're not sick until you say you're sick. You're not. Why? Because it's up to you. Say, well, what, i got all these symptoms. Symptoms aren't sickness. Symptoms are symptoms of sickness, right? The symptoms, and, and, and you don't want to identify yourself as sick because you can't identify yourself as healed and identify yourself as sick. You can't identify as both, right? And if you go around complaining about sickness, the world will identify you as a sick whiner, right? Well, that's what they do every time they get sick because... That's what they want. But see, I don't want to be, I don't want attention for being sick. Right? I, I want to be well. And you don't get hardly any attention for being well. You're just well all the time. Right? You ever notice when you're well, people don't say, you, you look so well today. Are you doing okay? Because you look well. Man, you look well. I'm going to pray for your well. Right? It's only when you're sick. That, yeah. you, are you okay? Tell me about it. Tell me the whole story. Yeah. Tell me how you got sick. Tell me how you feel. Tell me about the sickness. Let's look it up on Google and see, see what all those symptoms say. Because, you know, it could be something worse. Oh. What are they doing? They're stealing your identity as a son of God, and they're giving you an identity as, as a lost person. Someone, someone that can have all those things. We can't have those things. Through, through Christ, we don't have... He didn't give you the ability to be sick. He gave you the ability to be well. Amen? And, and it's the world that takes it away. It's, it's religious tradition that takes it away. Well, you know, my grandma, she was a great lady and she prayed for healing. And she never got it. So I just guess sometimes God doesn't do it. That has nothing to do. That's experience. And it's experience-based, and it's actually a lack of experience. Because really what you're saying is, I haven't experienced healing, so I don't believe in it. Well, if we wait till we experience it, we can't believe in it, because you've got to believe in it before you experience it. Amen? Amen. And, and so, so it's, not, it's, it's not something you want to let be taken away from you. Healing and wholeness, soundness, they're ours. They're ours. And the enemy hates it because it, it is a, it is a, it's produced by the salvation, the rescuing of Jesus Christ. It's produced by that love that came into your life and washed you clean. 
right? One, at one time, you and I were dirty with sin, and He cleansed us and made us whole. Amen? We were sick, and He healed us. And He said, no, I wasn't sick. Yeah, you were. Even if you didn't feel good, if you didn't know Jesus, you were sick. Right? You were headed somewhere you don't want to go, in a, in a vehicle you don't want to be in, and no way out except Jesus Christ. I call that sick. Amen? You needed salvation. And in that salvation was healing. Amen? But, but the identifiers are there, and, and they'll keep you bound. The truth will make you free, but the, but, but the, the identifiers of the world will, will bind you up. I'll give you a good identifier. Look at Mark 10, 46. Mark 10, 46. And behold, they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus. Now, do you think his mom named him blind Bartimaeus? No. No, you know who named him that? The world. They identified him forever as blind Bartimaeus. And I know we've heard other preachers say, well, he ain't a blind Bartimaeus anymore. Well, he ain't blind, but he shouldn't have been identified even then. We don't, especially as Christian and men and women of God, don't identify people by their condition. Don't, don't call somebody sick and help them call themselves sick. Say, I can see the enemies coming against you and trying to get you to have this, but let's hook faith right now in the name of Jesus and let's, let's fight this. Let's, let's, let's get, let's, let's pull this away. Let's, let's let healing happen. Amen. Amen? Because we are healed. You know, we, we be healed. By His stripes, you be healed. It, it's not something you get. It's something he, he, he desires for us to become through salvation. So when you're saved, you become a child of God. You become a healed person. What, better yet, you become a well person. Because when He heals you, He makes you a well person. So no longer do you need healing. Why? Because he healed you. You're well. You ever met a well person that needed healing? No, because they're well. Through salvation, we got well. Right? In Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits. Number one benefit, forgives all my sins. So now I'm forgiven. Or better yet, I'm clean. Right? Because you, you got a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm forgiven. You're clean. You're clean. He cleansed you with the blood. You're clean. And every time you say, don't say you are, you're yielding to condemnation. I don't feel clean. Feelings aren't what it's about. Your feelings didn't save you. Your faith did. Right? You believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you were saved. You were healed. You were made whole. You were given wholeness. Amen? It was part of the package. Identify with it. Identify. Don't, don't, just, don't just identify with going to heaven someday. Identify with everything He did for you. Identify with the cleansing of the blood. Identify with the healing of the body. Identify with the youth being renewed. Identify with the peace, with the joy. Identi- I'm so joyful, the joyful people call me joyful. Right? Because that's how we want to be identified. Say, so what's that fool so happy about? He's just happy all the time. <laughs> Identify me like that all the time. Right. Amen? Because you know what? Christians should not be identified as grumpy and sad. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, you can, you can go in the world today and that's what they think. They think Christians are mean and grumpy and sad. It's unfortunate. That's why they're surprised when they see a nice one. Have you guys ever seen that? You go somewhere and you meet somebody and you start talking to them and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm a Christian, man. We really love God. What? I'd have never guessed that. I mean, it's getting better. Don't get me wrong. But religion as a whole has pushed this, and people, unfortunately, have pushed the repent, God hates. They hold their signs up. They're God hates signs. 
Unless they're going to say the devil after that, they really need to throw their sign away. Because that's what he hates is the devil and people that bother his people. Because he loved everyone so much that he in advance saved everybody. Everybody that will ever be born, he saved out of love. And, And in that love, he healed everybody that would ever be born too. But both of those have to be received by faith. Both of those. They're given, but they have to be received. And you've got to identify with them. You know, it's, it's for, you know, nobody wants to go to hell. So the easiest thing in the world is to identify with salvation. We're going to heaven. Somebody says, are you sure? Absolutely. Yep. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about, you know, Someday we'll, we'll, uh, we were talking about somebody who passed away and I think she knew about my dad passing away and we were talking about it and I said, said, yeah, someday we'll see him. She goes, I hope. And I go, no, you will. I said, you need to know. I said, it doesn't need to be I hope. It needs to be I am. And she goes, I'm sorry, you're right. And I said, thank you. Yes, I am because the Bible's right. <laughs> you know, you don't want people to question. It's time to pray a prayer right now. Once you quit identifying with going to heaven, you're missing out on the first stop at the bus, right? You're not even going to get to healing because you've got to identify with going to heaven. You've got that forgiveness of sins. But that forgiveness of sins also is what brings that healing because what? It takes you out of the sin identification. You're no longer identified as a sinner, as somebody who can be sick, right? You're identified as somebody that can be well. And that's a good place to be. Amen? Where did I say to go? Oh, we're at Blind Bartimaeus, aren't we? 1046. Boy, we've been a long time on one verse, haven't we? There we go. I got more pages. There was a great number of people and blind Bartimaeus. And, and what I'm trying to get at right here, he's the son of Timaeus. Why didn't they just say Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus? Because people will give you your identity, especially the devil. He wants you to identify as blind. Why? Because you can't get well if you identify as blind. You've got to identify as something else. Yes. Amen? you got to, it, it, when it comes to blind, blindness, as you, in the, uh, John 9, the, the uh, man that was born blind and Jesus healed him, and then the, the uh, Pharisees got mad about it, the Pharisees still called him the blind man. John, the writer, called him the man who received his sight. Why? Because he's not identified as a blind man anymore. He's, blind. He's, he's a well man. He received his sight. Amen? No, we, we don't want the devil to steal our identity. And, and he is an identity thief. He is looking to, get you, to talk you out of what you know is true and get you to believe the biggest lie ever. Well, you know, because it's, it's, it makes your flesh content to think, well, I can't do anything about it, so que sera, sera. I, I See, I don't want to think that. I know people that prefer to think that way, but I don't want to. I don't want to think that my future is up to que sera, sera. Right? I want it to be up to the goodness of God, up to the, the, the works of salvation. I want it to be up to what God gives me and has done in my life. I, I want it to be up to what I can receive, and then I want to expand my heart so that I can put more and more and more in it so that I am getting from God everything He wants me to have every day to overcome any identity theft that would try to come near me. Right? I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, I'm going to put up every firewall I can to make sure that guy can't break around and get into my identity Amen. and mess with it. Yeah. Amen? Because, because my identity in him, when we identify, we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. We're righteous. Therefore, things that would happen when we were unrighteous cannot happen to us anymore unless we let them. Amen? Amen. And, 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 and by faith in Him, that we can allow the things that righteousness brings. Righteousness brings health. Righteousness brings good things from God. It, what, he, I'm not going to say that. Go back to, go, go back to Bartimaeus because he's no longer blind. 
the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging. Next verse. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. What did he hear? He heard the word of God. He said, the word's coming. The word's coming. What's the word say? He says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the blind say I can see. Amen. Let, 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 let the sick say I am whole. You know, this is what he's looking at. But he said, Thou son of David, have mercy. Show me kindness. Show me your goodness, Lord. Next verse. And many charged him, saying, Hold your peace. Why? Because they just know he's blind Bartimaeus. Oh, he's been blind since he was born. That's blind Bartimaeus. He's been blind. He's going to be blind forever. No, because Jesus is getting ready to change his identity. Amen? See, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to change our identity. He, he came to make all things new. The old has passed away. The new has come. And we don't have to identify with the old anymore. He was blind Bartimaeus. Now he's seeing Bartimaeus. We just call him 2020 Bart now. Right? Because Why? Because he found Jesus. He found Jesus. And, and, and he, what was blind is now seeing Amen? He, he didn't remove blindness. He gave him sight. Amen? When you have sight, you're not blind. You know, people, people are always trying to get something removed. And sometimes there's things that do need to be removed. But most of the time, God puts in healing. Right? He gives you wholeness. He, he gives. He doesn't, not, he doesn't always take away something. He gives. So what he does is when your body felt bad, he puts good in there. He said, let me give you some feel good. Let me, give, let me put a little healing over here. Let me slide a little healing under there. Let, let me give you some wholeness, some soundness. Let, let, me, let me envelop you with my goodness. I'll encompass you about with everything I am, and you will feel so good that you don't know what good ever felt like. You only thought you'd felt good before. Amen? Keep going. Have mercy on me, verse 49. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they, and they called the blind man. What did they call? They called the blind man. He's still the blind man. How is he still being identified as the blind man? Why? Can't see yet. Amen? But remember, he was identified like this all his life. He's got to get a new identification. Next verse. He casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. What's he getting? New identity. Right? He's getting a new identity. He said, what will you that I should do unto you? What's he looking for? He's saying, ask me. Ask me. Give me a a name. Tell me what you want. And he said, he didn't say that you'd take away blindness. He said that I'd receive my sight. In other words, he had already gotten his new identity because he said, that's my sight. I want my sight. Amen? I don't want a sight. I want my sight. I, as a, as, as a child of Abraham, you could just say as a, as, a, as a son of Abraham, I have the right to see. And I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has caused you to receive your sight. In other words, it enabled you. He was made whole, so he was enabled to have everything that wholeness gives. And sight is one of those things. When you're made whole, your body is built to a place to where you now can receive everything that God wants you to have. You ever had people say, say, I I came up and my knee was hurting, but after you prayed for me, my shoulder felt better too. Why? Because you were made whole. He, he, began, he, he came and He began to work in your whole body. And if people would check most of the time, something got fixed in their heart first. That's where healing begins. Same, where, same place everything else begins. That's why the devil wants to get in your heart that you're blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> he wants to see... And, and you know, he, I don't know how old Bartimaeus was when he got healed. But it had to be several years, right? Because he could scream. I mean, he was, and he was out on the road by himself. So he was no longer under his parents. So he'd been blind a long time. And he could have got to the point where 
I guess I'll always be blind Bartimaeus. When, when you identify with, with the sickness or with the disease, then it's not going away. When, when you become what it says you are instead of what he says you are. Amen. Look at, look at another one. Um, John 5. John 5. John 5 and verse probably, what, 3 or 4 talks about there's a place, there was a pool where impotent people, and I'm not talking southern, right? People that had problems, people that had palsy, people that couldn't walk, people that needed healing, amen? Blind, halt, withered, whatever you could be. If it, in other words, if you were there, you were identified with one of those. Okay? If you're at this pool, you're either blind, halt, withered, impotent. This is what you are. And so you're now being identified as one of these. Okay? Go to the next verse. And it says, And an angel would go trouble the water, and who, whoever was first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in and was made whole of whatever disease they had. That's a good thing if you're first, right? But this guy, a certain man, he'd been there 38 years, and he hadn't been first ever. He was an impotent man. He was either, well, obviously he couldn't walk because he couldn't get in. He couldn't get there first. And he was thir- he'd been this way for 38 years. Now, the devil could work on your mind there. Right? You're, you're never going to get this. You know, we as a people sometimes are so impatient that we see it two weeks past and we're like, I've been believing God for healing forever. <laughs> right? And, and really, if you just, just by saying that, proves you hadn't been believing at all. Because your faith had an end before it ever started. So you came to the end of your faith at the start of your faith. There was, a, there was a certain man there that had been in, had an infirmity 38 years. That's a long time. Next verse. And Jesus saw him lie and knew he had... Jesus knew how long he'd been there. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And he only did things that God told him to do. So a lot of people say, I wonder why he did this. Guys didn't have any faith. He didn't even know who Jesus was. He, he, had no, he didn't know Jesus. In fact, is after he gets healed, he goes and tells on Jesus. I, I hadn't figured that one out yet. <laughs> Jesus, at the end of it, Jesus says, you were made whole. Now don't go sin anymore or something worse could happen to you. And the very next thing he does is he goes to tell the Pharisees who, who healed him on the Sabbath. I'm like, I, I don't really know. How, I'm, not, I'm not quite understanding that. You just got healed of a 38-year. You should, you should not care what the Pharisees want. One bit. Why? Because you just got your identity changed. Why do you want to identify with them? They're the ones that won't heal on the Sabbath. They're the ones that... They knew he was there for 38 years. Why didn't they heal him? 38 years. Go to the next verse. And the impotent man... Who answered? He's still the impotent man. This is who he thinks he is. This is that he's become this. And, and not only has he become it, now he's got excuses why he is it. When, you, when, when Satan gets you to get away from your identity and go to this identity, he gets, he gets you to, well, I've been believing. I've been to church. I spoke all the scriptures. Right? What are you saying? I don't have a man. I've done this. I've done that. What are we saying? What are you do? What, why are you doing anything? Right? Because healing doesn't require anything of us. We've made it to where we think it requires anything of us. What it requires is us to believe and trust God, that He heals, and that it's part of what He's given through salvation, and that it's ours, and we begin to identify as healed and not as impotent. And He answered, He said, I don't have a man. He said, When the water's troubled, 
to put me, the man to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steps in before me. Gloom, despair, agony on me. Deep down depression. Excessive misery. What a good song that was. <laughs> Hee haw. <laughs> but, but that, you know, people say, oh, I would never do it. But we do do it. When, when we begin to, to question God, God, why aren't I healed? Why, why didn't this happen? Or, or why didn't that happen for this person? You're actually doing exactly what this man did. And we can get into it really easily. Lord, I believe your word. Why aren't I healed? Well, you wouldn't have to ask that question if you believed his word. Right? The, you know, my, my older brother asked me one time, he said, he said well, how, how, would you, how would you know if you were in faith? You wouldn't have to ask. <laughs> if you were in faith, you would not have to ask if you were in faith. Yeah, right. I mean, I spent years wondering if I was in faith when the question was no. Why? Because you're wondering if you're in faith. You're in doubt. You're doubting whether you're in faith. I mean, does that make sense? When you're in faith, you know. You're not questioning God. You're believing that the very next report you get is going to identify you as who you are. Amen? And this man, he's finding excuses. And Jesus says, rise up and walk. And the man, he says, rise, rise, take up your bed and walk. Because what was his question? Go back to the verse before that. Verse before that. He said, Do you desire to become a whole person? That's what Jesus is asking right here. He said, Do you desire to become a whole person? In other words, do you want to identify as whole or do you want to identify as impotent? And immediately the impotent man talked. And Jesus let him talk for a minute. And then he said, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. Why? Because identify as who you were created to be. The, the, the son of Abraham that you are, we know he was a son of Abraham because he went to the synagogue. Right? He was Jewish. So he said, identify as who you are. Don't, don't identify as who the, who, what the world has made you and what the devil's bound you with. Identify as who you are. Rise up, take up your bed, and walk. And... Immediately he was made whole. What was the question Jesus asked him? Would you like to be made whole? Would you like to be a whole person? Is anybody in here anybody in here dealing with something and you'd like to be a whole person? Hmm? You know, people people are dealing with things all the time and you want to be whole. Jesus is asking the question. I mean, if Jesus is asking, he's not asking just so he can, so if you say, yeah, and you say, he says, well, I'll believe with you. <laughs> That's not what he's asking for because he has the answer. He knows your true identity and he can get you from your, your, your identity that was stolen and he can get it back to you. Amen? 30, 38 years, this man's identity was, was somewhere else and God said, here, Pick up your bed and walk. And he immediately was made whole. He, was, he didn't get healed. He was made whole. His body was enabled to be right. Remember, remember the man that had the withered hand? It said his hand was restored just as the other one. In other words, it worked exactly the same way that hands are supposed to work. His body began to work exactly the way his body was supposed to work. And he got him, and he not only did his body begin to work, but God put strength in him to use his body. Why? He hadn't walked. He could, there's no way his legs could have been strong enough to walk. Just like the, just like the lame man that sat in Acts 3. He'd been sitting there all his life. There's no way, but it said immediately his feet and ankles became strong. And, and he began to walk and leap and praise God. Walking and leaping and praising God. My mom taught us that in Bible school. Fifth grade. Boom. In a Baptist church. She was a, she was a 
trailblazer. <laughs> Glory to God. Look at uh, Luke. Well, healing is ours, guys. You begin to identify every day of your life as a healed person. That, that your body was made by Christ, was made by God to work exactly the way it was made. And it was made whole. And, and, and if wholeness isn't there, what he says, I'm going to make you whole. I want you to be whole. Become who I created you to be, not who they told you you are. Nothing wrong with a doctor giving you a diagnosis, but don't let that be your identity. Don't let that be the last word on the subject. Amen? Because there's another word that's greater and higher and identifies us as Christians and as men and women of God, as sons of God. We are identified as people who can receive our health, our wholeness, who can have peace, who can have joy, who can walk in the fullness of life. And if you've received Him, you're a new creature. And all those old things, those things that you used to be able to have, you don't have to have those anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. And, and I know everybody says, well, yeah, but we still do. We, we got to practice more then. Wake up in the morning. Call yourself what God calls you. Amen? He called you healed. He called you whole. He bought and paid for you to have it. He's made you to be the righteousness of God in Christ. And in Christ, we can have these things. We're made free in Christ. Amen? Amen. Where did I say go? Luke 13. See, none of these people were named by their parents, impotent man, blind Bartimaeus. All right? And, and this, this lady here, um, Luke 13, 10. Luke 13, 10. Said, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues. You ever wonder why they let Jesus teach? They didn't like him. I, I was looking at that and I'm like, why would you let him teach? You know he's going to teach and heal people. <laughs> and I guess just because they were trying to trap him. If they could get him in there, get him to heal somebody, boom, broke the law. You know, isn't it, isn't it weird that last guy we were talking about, he picks up his mat and he's walking home and all the Pharisees could see is that he's carrying his mat on a, on a Saturday, I guess, then. It's, it's not lawful to carry your own bed on a Saturday. Why would you want to carry your bed on a Monday? They didn't care about people. Anybody that has no love is trying to identify you with people who have no love. They don't want to stand out as people that, and they won't stand out if nobody has any love. They're hateful. I mean, that's crazy. They've never seen this guy walk in his life, and he goes to, they know him because he goes to the synagogue to tell on Jesus. So they know him, and, and instead of rejoicing because 38 years of not walking, and now he's walking, this is a miracle, and they're like, what are you carrying your mat for? That's, that is nuts. You know what else we should identify as? Rejoicers. When people get miracles, when good things happen in their life, when the goodness of God is revealed to them and, and, and given to them, we should rejoice with them. It's like no one else rejoices. We should Sing. We should dance. We should rejoice. Amen? Because we shouldn't say, well, that's good. I wonder why I don't get that. Why'd they get that? I've been planning to get that. You know what you identify as? A whiner. <laughs> Where are we at? Luke 13.10. He was teaching in the synagogue, and behold... Wow, this is a short night. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Again, well, why, why are they telling the years? Because the longer it goes, the more you identify with it. Right? Ah, it's just my sciatic. It cops up every, every year. It's been doing it since I was 12. Really? 
So you identify as somebody who has a sciatic problem. We do it. We all do it. We've all done it. Okay, let me rephrase that. You guys have never done it. I have, so don't. Okay? If you identify long enough with something you shouldn't, not only will it allow that to come, other things can get in. Why? Because sick people can be sick with anything. You can be as sick as you want to be. Right? I mean, you ever seen somebody that really is a, what do they call them, a hypochondriac? I mean, they'll come up with new stuff, right? I mean, they will find more ways to be sick because they're not sick enough because you've quit giving them attention for that sickness, so they need more sickness. And now all they can identify with is sickness. We want to be just the opposite of that that we got so much well that all we identify with is well. If we get a pain, we say, oh, that can't be me. Uh, I'm healed, I'm well, I'm whole, and that that can't even stay. What? No, my feet feel good. My legs are strong. My heart is good. Amen? We wake up in the morning identifying with who we are, not who the devil would like us to be. Amen? Eighteen years, and the, the woman... Uh, which had a spirit, here's how she was identified, which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together. And so when you ask people, and like, and I, I actually did this one time, one of the more, I said, now who is that? And I said, that's the person. And then I start, I stopped myself because I was getting ready to identify them with their problem. No, let's not identify one another. Let's, that's the person that smiles all the time. Right? That's the person that always wears red. They're always red. And they sit about right here, and they're just a happy person. That's the person that God healed. That's the person that received their sight. That's the person that God took sickness away from them. That's the person that received wellness. Amen? Let's not identify each other by any other way. Right? That's, that's that happy guy. He's full of joy all the time. But, but she was identified as bowed over. Why? Because when they asked, they said, now, who was that lady again? You know, the one that's bowed over, been bowed over for 18 years. No. The one, that, the one that's being healed. The one that's becoming whole. That's right. Amen? And Jesus, he, sa- he says, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. And he said unto her, woman, you are loosed. What's he saying? You're not supposed to have this. This is on you illegally. You're loosed from this infirmity. What did he do? He allowed wellness to be at work in her because he loosed her from what was impeding her wellness. Wellness, God created us even in our bodies to heal ourselves. Our bodies are created to heal themselves. And if He quickens your mortal body, how much quicker are you going to get well? And, and if you take away what, whatever was binding you, you know, obviously something, that, a lie. Because it was binding her. It was deceit. And He said, you're loosed from, this, from your infirmity. Next verse. And He laid, her, laid His hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. She didn't get straight. She was made. In other words, whatever was causing her to be bent over was healed, and she was made straight. It wasn't. It wasn't that he he made a crooked. He, he she stood like this, but she was straight. No, whatever was crooked in her was not crooked no more. That's right. Amen. I mean, when Jesus said He makes the crooked places straight, you, you don't you don't go straight on a windy road. It's now a straight road. When he says, I make the high places low, they're now low. We don't call them mountains anymore. We don't look down at the, at the flat ground and say, look at those mountains. Why? No, they're not there anymore because he made the high places low. When he makes a crooked person straight, he creates a straightness in them. They're made whole. Their body now receives what they were in the first place. Amen? They were whole. They, 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 they had, and he even says, he says, because they, they get mad at him again. He's healing on the Sabbath. Jesus is healing on the Sabbath. And he says, ought not 
Again, now he's going to identify her. Here's her new identifier. This daughter of Abraham. Huh? She's not the woman that's bowed over. She's the daughter of Abraham. Anybody who's dealing with sickness in here today, you're not the cancerous person. You're not the person with a weak heart. You're the, the son of God. You're the daughter of God. You are, you have every right to be whole. And you don't have to be sick one more minute. Because he made us strong. And he said, call yourself strong. Yes. Amen? Amen? And he said, be loosed. And it was the Sabbath day. And they got mad. Next verse. Next verse. Or did I already pass my verse? What verse was it that he said, ought not this daughter of Abraham? Right there. 16. Ought not this woman being... In other words, this is her identify. What you be is who you are. (laughs) It's who you be that makes you what you be. She be a daughter of Abraham, which makes her healed. Who she was gave her what she had, and that's how she identified. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And because you are, You have Jesus Christ in your life. And because you have Jesus Christ in your life, your sins are forgiven. And because you have Jesus Christ in your life, your body is healed. Amen? It's not going to be healed. It is healed. It may have some symptoms in its way, but your body's healed. If if all the symptoms went away from your body right now, what would you be? Healed. Healed. Because it's like having a cover on and taking it off. If you take the cover off, you don't have a cover on anymore. If you take sickness away, healed's left because you were healed. And what they're trying to get you to do is keep something that's not yours and be something you are not. Yeah. Amen? Amen. She, she wasn't the lady that was bowed over. She was a daughter of Abraham, and it took 18 years for somebody to come to the church and let her know who she was. And because of who she was, he said, be, ma- be made whole. Be loosed. Be loosed from this infirmity. And when, he, when she was loosed, he, 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 he took her and, he, and she was straight. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. He's a good God. And, and what he calls us is what we want to call ourselves. He calls us healed. He calls us whole. He calls you son. He calls you daughter. He calls you by name. And he calls you his. He calls you full of joy. He calls you full of his goodness. He calls you everything that he has for you. Nothing that he has can be held away from you if you want it. If you want it. If we won't allow the devil to steal our identity in Christ, our, our, in him we, have, we are chosen. In him we live and move and we have our being. In him we are the righteousness of God. In him we can stand before God as a son and daughter and receive on that basis. And, and people say, well, you don't know what I've done. Think about the prodigal son. It goes all the way through this. And then he's going to go home and he says, I'm going to tell my dad I'm no longer worthy to identify as a son. Just let me identify as a servant. I've sinned against you, sinned against God. I'm not worthy to identify. That's the most condemnation you can get right there. You, you lose your, identif- your true identification because of what you've done. And he goes home. He's got the whole thing rehearsed. He gets... He gets about this far and his dad sees him and he he runs out and he grabs him and he starts, his dad's hugging him and kissing him and he's trying to say, Dad, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I've sinned against you. And his dad said, my son's home. Get him a robe. My son. What did he do? That Just what God does. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, he identifies you as his when you come home. Amen. Amen. He said, my son was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. My son. My son. And when we come back, there, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ 
because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you, made you, not got you freedom. It's made you a free person. It pardoned you to the level that you can no longer be identified as anything but not guilty. Anything but healed. You can't be identified. In a, you're completely pardoned. If they open the books and look, well, yeah, but look, oh, there's nothing there. Why? Because the blood washed it clean. When you were forgiven, it washed it all away and there's no condemnation. Condemnation is an identity theft. And when we allow it in, it will keep us back from being who God made us to be. Stand to your feet. Tonight, if you're in here, you're watching online, you're in Sarasota, there's no reason for one more day to not be whole. Whatever is coming against you is not from God. God doesn't have sickness. He doesn't have disease. That's a religious idea that was brought up by religious people that didn't experience what they thought they should. God's a good God, and He has good things for you. We have testimony after testimony of people who have received their healing. They received freedom from cancer. They received strength in their hearts. They received vision. There are people in here tonight in, in, in Sarasota watching online and, and, and you've been identified. They said, well, you know him. He's the, one, he's the one that's got an arm that won't move right. You've been identified wrongly. And God says, you're my child. Jesus died and paid the full price so that you could be forgiven and be made whole. So tonight, they're going to sing. They got a good song picked out. And tonight... Raise your hands and be just like the lady 18 years. When he said be loosed, she be loosed. She didn't try to hang on to it. Don't try to hang on to it. Don't look for where it's going. Be loosed. Be healed. Be made whole. Take up your mat and walk. Whatever it is that Jesus would say to you at that moment, receive it. If you're having trouble in your mind, in your heart, in in your spiritual walk, in your physical walk, whatever it is, Jesus makes you whole. Jesus made you whole.